Brian brought up a good word. And that was forgiveness. And over the years, as I've shared about loving, accepting, and forgiving, I have found people share with me that they can understand the loving, and they can do that. They can understand the acceptance, and they can do that. But it's very challenging for them to do the forgiveness. Forgiving themselves is one thing. Forgiving others is another. And oftentimes, they want to hold on to whatever that is that stands between them and themselves or them and another, rather than release it, let it go, stand in freedom, and discover what really is. So I have shared with people that if forgiveness doesn't work, if that word, if that action doesn't work for you, then find what does. Find what does work. And that's what this pathway is truly about. This pathway lays out a practice, gives certain definitions and understandings of action inside as well as out that will begin to free the soul of the traps of this world. And the one thing we do not want to do here is to create another trap. And if a word is blocking you from stepping forward on this inner pathway, your pathway, not ours, your pathway inside, creating a relationship with God, waking up into the divine truth of who you really are as soul, and liberating that soul from this creation and letting it return back from which it came, then find a way by which to bring yourself free and don't get caught up in a word or a statement that Brian and I make. So what if you looked at the word forgiveness and you realize as you are doing loving, accepting, and forgiveness or forgiving that you do have reaction there. You do have a barrier there that doesn't allow you to go into that. Or forgiveness for you has a very different meaning, a very different quality, a different definition than what my definition might be. So then look at different words by which you can put into action inside of yourself, something that will allow you to begin to dissolve, to let go of those barriers, of those judgments, of those fears that stand between you and the truth, between you and the loving that is truly you, the soul. One word I have been looking at lately that actually Brian brought up in a particular sharing in Hawaii a few years ago, is the word approach. If forgiveness doesn't work for you, then look and see if a word such as approach or approaching might assist you. Maybe it's about how 
are you approaching yourself? How are you approaching others? How are people approaching you? And maybe it's not about forgiveness, but it's just about looking at how to change the way you approach. The way you approach God, the way you approach your own soul, the way you approach your own consciousness, the way you approach other people, the way other people approach you. And maybe it's just a matter of shifting or changing that action of approaching that will make the difference. For me, it was the word forgiveness. As soon as I went into that action of forgiving, forgiving others, forgiving myself, and forgiving God, it dissolved everything. But maybe yours is a different a way, a different approach. So look and see if there are other words that you could bring into action and other actions that are very similar that you could bring forward into your daily life that will begin to break down all these barriers. I know for myself that if I can keep this pathway simple, then my pathway is true. It's when I allow myself to complicate it that it becomes hard and difficult. So look and see, is this pathway simple for you? If it isn't, then find a way to simplify it. Just as I shared with forgiveness. Finding a different way of doing that action. Simplify it. Can allow you to be free. And to have simplicity. Where difficulty and complexity might have been residing before. Don't let anything become a barrier. Don't let anything become a wall. Don't let anything separate you from staying in action. And if you go into reaction with anything within yourself, within what Brian and I share with another, stop and look at that reaction and see what you can do to shift it into action. Because this pathway is all about action. And any time we find ourselves going into reaction, what we are doing is limiting ourselves and limiting the potential that is there for us in this moment. We have but this moment to pay attention to. We don't want to live and look towards the past. and We don't want to look into the future. We want to pay attention to right now what is right now, and take care of that. In this moment is all there is. God is now. You are now. The situation is now. So be present now and do now. If something stands between you and another, don't say, well, I'll handle it later. 
because you'll never do it. It will always be later that you'll be waiting for something to come up for you to be able to finally handle it. Handle it now. But when I say handle it now, it's interesting because the energy in people's consciousness goes into reaction because of the word handling it. Handle it now. Oh my God, I've got to do it now. I've got to handle it now. Well, maybe you don't. But pay attention and keep the energy in motion. Keep the energy in action and not reaction. And saying, well, I'll handle it later is a reaction. It's not staying in movement, in motion, in action. So maybe a new way to be with another person if you're in reaction with them or a way to be in a new action within yourself rather than reaction is to listen to your own self or listen to them in a different way. Approach the conversation within yourself or approach the conversation with another person in a very different way. And I've done this for myself. I've sat down when I find myself going into reaction with my own self and I will just sit down and have a conversation with me, writing it out, trying to find out, well, what in the world is going on inside of me? What's stopping me? What's blocking me? What belief is there that stands between me and my freedom? Me and loving me. And if it's with another person, I have learned that it's better just to sit and listen. Approach the conversation. Approach the person differently. And just listen. Oftentimes, when we are with somebody that we have a reactive quality with, or they have a reactive quality with themselves, with us, we are on the defensive. And part of that defensive is when they are sharing with us, we're not listening to them. We're immediately in our own mind coming up with a different conversation to prove them wrong or to prove ourselves right or to defend our territory or making them wrong inside of ourselves even though we don't tell them that we're doing that. And we don't really pay attention to what it is they're sharing and where it is that they're sharing it from. And that's a key. Where is it that they're speaking from inside themselves? Oftentimes, if we can truly sit in loving, in neutrality, in the quiet, and just truly listen, be a divine listener, just as we want to become in meditation, sitting and holding a one-pointed focus at the seat of the soul and listening for that divine, still, small voice, that sound current to come present. We want to do the same with this person. We want to listen. We want to listen to that still, small voice within themselves. We want to listen to their truth. And we want to be able to begin to listen to all the words of their confusion and their anger and their frustration that they might be putting out on us in the moment. And in that, 
Listen in stillness. Listen in calmness. Listen in loving. Listen in non-reaction. But action of listening. And begin to see if we can hear the truth in their confusion. Their truth. It's quite amazing when we can do that. That's approaching a person differently. That's approaching a situation differently. That's approaching ourselves differently. And it is also saying that I am now going to do loving with them. I am now going to do loving with myself. That's a loving action. And that's what this is all about. And I have found you don't have to do loving, accepting, and forgiving. But if you do one, and you do it fully, and you do it consistently, all the other unfolds unto itself. If you're doing the loving, you don't need to be accepting or forgiving of others or of yourself. If you're accepting of others, you automatically go into loving with them. If you're accepting of yourself, you automatically go into loving within yourself. If you're forgiving of yourself, you automatically move into accepting and loving. And if you're accepting and forgiving of others, you move into acceptance and forgiveness, I mean, loving with them as well. So all you have to do is hold your awareness to one action. Maybe you don't split your focus, but rather hold to one and see what might happen. If loving is something that you can understand and do, then do that. If it's accepting or forgiving or approaching, then do that. Find what works for you and work it. For me, it was loving, accepting, and forgiving. I found that when I wasn't able to be in the loving with myself, and I would search to find the loving, sometimes I had to go into forgiving. Forgiving that which was standing between me and my loving. Maybe it was a belief system that my mother gave me about myself that made me feel unworthy. So I had to go in and look at that unworthiness. And I had to look and see, well, where did that unworthiness come from? Did I create it? Or did it come from outside of myself? Well, if I created it, then I'm going to forgive myself for having created that sense of unworthiness, and I'm going to redefine that area in my consciousness so that I move into worthiness. If I created it, I have to create something anew. I can release something, yes. But if I don't put something in its place, the old is going to come back. 
and fill the void that I have just created by releasing something. So I've got to create something new to replace the old so that I can live a new way. Not just live a void because I've let go of something. And if someone has given me a definition that I've been living by that really does not work for me and I realize that now, then I release that definition that somebody has given to me. And if I know who gave me that definition, I would give it back to them. And I would say, thank you. I really appreciate you having given this to me and it's worked for me up to now or I wouldn't have been using it. But all of a sudden I realize it doesn't work for me now. And so I'm just going to give this back to you in loving. And I give it back to you with loving that this might assist you in finding yet greater depths of understanding in this as I am finding it for myself. And now I'm going to redefine my life. I'm going to redefine this area of my being. And then I will go in inside myself once I've given away the definition to the one who gave it to me and create a new definition of worthiness, of value. Now, it seems complicated, but that's how I worked it for me. If you can find a simpler way This is a path of simplicity. Find the simplest way to do it for you. I know of someone who found a very simple way. She's a nun. And her focus is totally on Jesus. And one day we were seated and we were talking about just this action and how we each did this within ourselves. And she doesn't do loving, accepting, and forgiving. She does the Trinity. She does the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And to her, the Father is the loving. And so when she focuses on the Father in her prayers, in her action, she moves into the loving. When she focuses on the Son, she focuses on acceptance because she saw Jesus as one who accepted everybody, prostitute, tax collector, and high priest, all as one. So she saw acceptance. And She sees the Holy Spirit as the true action of forgiveness. So she focuses on the Holy Spirit as that action of release, is how she puts it. It releases everything. But she said, I've cut it to the quick, and I just focus on one, and that is my own soul. Because my own soul is everything. My own soul is everything. And if I can just hold my focus on that which is my soul, which is of the divine, 
then everything takes place. So she has found a very quick step within herself to get to where she wants to be. And when she shared that, I thought, that's wonderful. And I said, and how long did it take you to really get that to take place, that action to take place? And she said, well, to be honest with you, I'm still working on it. And I said, well, how long have you been working on it? And she said, let's see now. I've been a nun 28 years. I guess it's been 28 years. And I said, and, and, and you don't have it yet where it really works for you? She said, no, no, no. I'm just saying I don't think I'll ever get it perfect. I don't ever think I'll get it right. I think it's different every time. So I have to pay attention every time to what's happening right now because it's different every time. Because my approach to it, my action with it, my reaction to it is different every time. Because the situation isn't always the same. And I went, oh, I get it. It's right now. It's what is right now. She goes, that's it. It's what's right now that I have to pay attention to. And that's it. That's the key. If we can stay focused into what is right now and keep it very simple, the path of life and the journey back home to God is very simple. Now, I wish that the world would cooperate with us and move into simplicity with us. But it doesn't. The world is a complex place. Allow it to be so. Don't try to change it. And don't try to change others that are choosing to be caught up in the complexities of the world. Allow them to be on the journey that they're on. And hopefully they'll allow you to be on the journey you're on as well. But definitely allow yourself to pay attention to the journey you want to take and continue taking that journey. Make that choice of simplicity, of loving, or whatever it is that is in the moment to be done to keep you moving forward. And that's the key here. Keep moving forward. Don't look back and don't stagnate and wait for something to happen. Don't stop in your tracks and go, well, I can't go forward. I don't know what to do. Well, a lot of times we don't know what to do, but all we have to do is just take the next step forward and it reveals itself what to do. The door opens and we know what's the next step to take. We may not like the next step, but it's right there. Take it. Take it. And see where it leads. The one thing I have found for myself is it's better to stay in action and better to keep making choices and better to keep taking that next step that's in front of me and realize that all I have to do if I don't like what's going on is make a different choice. Move in a different direction and see if that gets better. I remember one time I was looking for a job. I had quit one place 
and I was looking for another job. I thought I was going to find one very quickly, and unfortunately I didn't. So I began to apply everywhere, hoping that I'd get a job somewhere. Rather than trying to stay focused in just what I knew, I figured, well, I'll take a risk, and I'll see if I can find a job in any of the doors out there that are available. So I applied across the board. The only thing I had was that I was a manager of several different kinds of stores and places. So I figured I would approach it to be an assistant manager or manager somewhere if possible and train into the position. Finally, I got a job offer. Okay, I'll take it. Didn't care for the pay so much. Didn't care for the hours so much. But it was a job. So I approached it to the best of my ability with openness, with vulnerability, with a willingness. And I stepped into it. And I did approach it in that way for three weeks. And then one day I was driving to work early in the morning and something inside of me rose up and said, job well done. Now what are we going to do? And I went, job well done? What am I going to do? I don't get that. I'm, I'm, I've got a job. I'm going to go do it now. And I heard, job well done. Now what are we going to do? And I pulled over to the side of the road, and I just stopped. And I, I looked, and I said, okay, there's something inside of me that's trying to tell me something, and I better pay attention. I don't want to be late to work, but I also don't want to go to work and not pay attention to what's being said. And so as I began to follow those words, job well done, and I kept focusing on that for a while, it didn't take me anywhere. <clears throat> but then when I approached the other sentence, and now what are we going to do? It opened a door. And I realized that where I was in this career that I was moving into wasn't really going to serve me and wasn't really something I wanted to do. And I had to make a choice right then and there. And I thought, well, my God, if I quit this job, I may not have another job for weeks or months. I'm stupid to quit this job. I've got a good job. I've got a job. And so I made a decision, I'll just stay where I am. Whether I like it or not, and I, by that time, in this little moment of, of contemplation, I realized I didn't really care for this job, but I was doing it, and I was approaching it and doing it the best I could. And so I decided to keep the job, and I started driving again, and I'm driving along. And as I'm driving along, the song comes on the radio. And I'm listening to the song, and all of a sudden I hear a word in the song. Well, I heard actually a little phrase. Do you like it? Do you like it? Over and over it kept coming back. Do you like it? 
And I went, okay. So I got to work, and all I heard all morning long inside running, do you like it? Do you like it? And I'd look around, and I'd look at this store, and it'd go, do you like it? And I'd go, okay, okay, I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. So then, as the day progresses, my boss comes up to me and says, you know, you're doing a really good job. You know, and I don't tell people that they're doing a good job very often, but you're doing a very good job. I'm very pleased. You're learning quickly. And I think we'll move you up from assistant manager to manager within a very short time compared to what we had told you. And I want to let you know that. And it's going to be a lot more responsibility and you're going to have a lot more hours, and is that going to be okay with you right now, or do you want to stay assistant manager for a period of time that we told you? And all of a sudden I realized, "Uh uh-oh, this is a new commitment. A new level has come up. That's why I was hearing what I heard on the way to work. And I sat down with him, and I said, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that I really want to do this job. I don't think that this is where I can commit myself to a few years or longer. And I want to be honest with you about that. And he said, well, thank you for being honest with me. I'd like to keep you here if you want to stay. But if there's doubt, I would rather keep you as an assistant manager and let you make up your mind if you want to do this or not. And I said, you know... I'm going to say something right now, and I'm afraid to say it, but I'm going to say it. I think I'll give you my two weeks' notice, and I'll leave and let you find somebody who really wants this job. And so I left in two weeks, gave him time to hire somebody else. I was able to walk them through a few things, and he actually gave me a little bit of bonus at the end of the two weeks in thanks for being honest with him. Well, I walked out the door thinking, now what am I going to do? As I was walking out the door, this lady that I had actually applied at a a different store with to become a manager of, but she said, well, no, we don't have any positions. The economy's not real good right now. Uh, We'll call you if we ever need you. She saw me coming out the door and she said, oh, oh, didn't you apply for a job with us? And I said, yeah. She says, I've been trying to call you, but I never get a hold of you, and you're not responding to my messages. And I went, my, the messages, and I found out that my recorder, the tape had broken on my, you know, the old machines. It was getting the message out, but nothing was recording in. And so I got the job I had wanted in the first place. But would that have happened? I don't know. If I had decided to stay and become the manager, I don't know. You have to be willing sometimes to take a risk, to do things different, to follow that flow inside. And why I'm telling that story, I don't know right now, other than maybe for somebody here or somebody who listens to it later, it'll mean something to them. It'll assist them in taking the next step. So be willing. Be willing to follow the moment. Be willing to follow the flow. And see for yourself how it works for you. That's how it works for me. But I'm ever, ever, ever paying attention to what that inner 
is telling me and guiding me and leading me to. And I've done that through the actions of loving, accepting, and forgiving. That's been the means by which I have gotten to where I am today. And I would invite you to find those tools, those spiritual tools, that will assist you in getting where you want to be as well. And be willing to allow one thing. Maybe where you think you want to be and what you're working to get to is not where you're going to end up. Where I am today isn't where I thought I was going to be. Believe me. But I would have it no other way. I've always been willing to let God bring me to what's next and let God bring me into where I really am to be. And through listening to my soul and pay attention to the movement of loving, I am where I am today because of that. If you're not where you want to be, begin paying attention inside and see if something's telling you, well, job well done, but now what are we going to do? And see if you can begin to follow that and see where it might take you. All right.